Hey everybody. Welcome back. I'm Bryn. And I'm Kelsey. And this is Crime Colts and Coffee. You mourners. We love you. We love ya. <laughs> love ya. We are officially at the end of our wedding streaks. We fucking made it. We made it. We made it all alive. <laughs> yes. Our voices are scratchy. <laughs> we have good memories. And our feet hurt from dancing. I still have blisters. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I do have too. a scar of a blister on my pinky toe. Do you see I do it? Yeah. My wedding shoes. <laughs> I have fresh blisties on the bottom of my feet right now. <laughs> They're fresh. Yeah. Fresh blisties. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know it was a good night of dancing. <laughs> yeah. It's always good. I love wedding dancing, but it's been a little much over the last couple months. No, I fucking <laughs> love it. Okay, I think one of my talents, my hidden talents, is no matter how much I drink at a wedding and no matter how much I dance, my shoes stay on. Same. You know Everybody why Everybody asks new? me. They're like, how the fuck? I'm like, I never take mine off. I have another have irrational fear. fear. <laughs> <laughs> I have this fear. I have an irrational fear of, like, me dancing on the dance floor. I don't know why I have so many of these. Now I'm just realizing maybe I need to go to therapy. Maybe you're paranoid. Yeah. I have an irrational fear of, like, dancing on the dance floor during a song, like, Shout, with bare feet while everyone's jumping around and someone's heel impaling through my foot. Amazing. And it's always been that way, so I just keep my shoes on at weddings. I do. I don't know why. I just do. I love wearing shoes, though. Like, even at home, I I never take my shoes off unless I'm, like, ready to go to bed. I love wearing shoes. Yeah. If I come to your house and I do wear them, I will take them off. (laughs) I know. We both have shoes on right now. (laughs) I literally have my slides on. (laughs) I have my docks on. (laughs) I love it. I love wedding dancing. That's one of my hidden talents, I think, um, wearing shoes through wedding dancing. Yeah. Yeah, I was you know sweaty at my wedding. I was fucking sweaty because I had that long dress on. It was heavy. I just was powering through. Yeah, the last three weddings. Kelsey and Carson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lexi me. and Chris. And Shane and Kristen's dripping back sweat. Yep. No matter how cold sweat. it is. No matter how cold. Yeah. It's always back sweat. Yeah. And shout out Lexi because she listens to our podcast. Yes. She had flip-flops even at her wedding for for guests to take off their no shoes. No way. And That's I did clutch. not util- I did not utilize. Yeah. The last wedding I went to, well, prior to these other ones that we're talking about, it was actually before my wedding. Um, my friend Alan drove us. Shout out Alan. And I got way, <laughs> way too drunk. <laughs> and let's just say I tried ordering sheets to be delivered. They didn't want to. Um, and she the next day <laughs> I took, I took a bath that night in the hotel room. Oh God. Um, yeah. That's a bad decision on its yeah, own. Yeah, it was. Apparently, cause I stayed with two of my friends. Apparently one of them took a bath as well. Didn't even know. We didn't cross paths. I don't <laughs> you know. didn't? You weren't like sharing the bath? No, I don't know. Maybe. No. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but I woke up the next day and I puked the whole way home. Oh wow. Thank you, Alan, for driving. Knock I was on dead. wood. I have not puked in a long at time. At a wedding, really? Mm-hmm. No, I I puked the night after our crime cults and coffee one year celebration. <laughs> the, Why the is this the first and, time? Oh no, that hearing. night. That night, I puked. I went you home. Were, you were tipsy. No, it when was I left. Be- no, you know why? It was because oh, you, you mixed. I had a shot of vodka. Thanks, Emily. Mm. I had a shot of vodka. Vodka makes me violently ill. Yeah, yeah you're right. Did I, I think tell I have you? an allergy. Did I tell you? I didn't think I told you because you were, like, mingling. Before I left, I was trying to close my tab at the bar, and the guys at the bar were, like, trying to get me to do a shot with them. 
like these three guys. Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah you told me. And I was like, no, I don't want to. And they're like, what's your favorite shot? I was like, twist my arm. It's pickleback. <laughs> and I did a pickleback shot before I left. Oh it my was god, delicious though. Yeah, I was drinking Jack all night, completely fine as always. Jack's my. You were so sad when I was kid. leaving though. I was. You were like. Why? I was pissed. You work tomorrow. Why? Can't you just stay a little longer? I was like, no, I can't. I was pissed. I know. But, yeah, Emily got the shots, and I was like, what is this? As soon as I saw it, it was clear. I'm like, I can't do this. It's vodka. And Erica even said to me. She's like, don't let her do it. Yeah, like, the other day, she's like, you even said you were going to be sick. And I was like, did I? She's like, yeah, you were legit. Like, I'm going to take this, and I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought back to it, and the last time I've ever had a hangover or have thrown up from drinking, I accidentally drank vodka. Oh, my God. So that's what it was. It was a freaking lemon drop. Ew. I haven't done a lemon drop. (laughs) Ew. Ew, ew, ew. I can't do shots in general anymore. I just can't. And that's what I was trying to tell these nice men at the bar. (laughs) And they were like, no, yes, you can. And I'm like sipping. I'm like, no, I can't. You should have made them listen to an entire episode of our podcast before before, taking the shot. I mean, they did pay for it. You're right. I should have. Before taking the shot. I should have. All right. Shall we get into our coffee review? Coffee. coffee. Here we are, seven minutes in as usual. (laughs) That's our thing now. So today's coffee is another Edgar Allan Joe. We... Went on and on about this company last time. Yeah. And his cute little pup. And I want to meet him still. (laughs) Same. We'd be friends. Same. So if you guys don't remember, just a reminder, their Instagram is Edgar Allan Joe Coffee. Yes. And today we are reviewing the Gold Bug Roast. Guys. Kelsey, you want to tell us a little bit about the Gold Bug Roast? It is fucking delicious. So I'm going to read what's on their envelope here. So the notes are brown sugar and nuttiness. Oh, mm. yum. It's mm. a medium roast. We love that. I'm, I, this is like one of my favorites that we've ever done. And I'm not just saying that. I love it. It's so good. It's one of the best ones we've had in a you while. You can smell the brown sugar, mm-hmm. like like when you're going to take a sip, and then I taste the nuttiness. Same, which I but fucking like, love. But it's not like, I don't know, it's not like earthy. It's like, I don't know, there's something about it. It's like so full-bodied and, and so flavorful. I love it. Yeah. And another thing I think I really like about it is that not only is it full-bodied, but it's not to a point where you're like, Wow, this is like overload. Yeah. 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 Like too bold. Another reminder about their website, it's Edgar Allen Joe New Jersey.com. So make sure you check them out on there. Yes. I am rating this one a nine. Same. (laughs) Same. Oh my gosh. This is one of my faves. I would not get sick sick of drinking this either. If I were to have this like daily until the bag ran out, no same. I would be I would be completely okay with that. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. I'm looking at their website right now. Go check out their website because they have like these special coffees they do every once in a while. They have one, and this one's already sold out. I love it. It's called the North Po. <laughs> Aww. And it's a holiday roast with hints of caramel, rum, pecan, vanilla, and cinnamon. <gasps> That sounds fucking amazing. And it's a medium roast. Oh my god. I need to order that. I want to put a little bit of rum in that. Right? I know. I'd add it. Mm -hmm. It's sold out already. Of course it is. But keep an eye out for that one because that sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, Edgar Allan Joe, we love you. We We're love you. going to need to order more from you. This is literally one of the best coffees we reviewed. I love it so much. Yeah. The Gold Bug is delicious. The Gold Bug. I love it. So check them out, and are we ready to start and get into it? Let's do it. Okay. So, so grab, grab your coffee and have a morning, morning with, with us. us. Okay, guys. So today we are doing uh, a cult, actually. We haven't done a cult episode in a very long time. Very long. But we are crime, cults, and coffee, so we have to throw them in. <laughs> yeah, remember, we're not just crime and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we do throw some cults in. I think cults are so interesting. Honestly, I there's a documentary on this one, and we'll talk about that, but it's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of this one before either. Me either. I, and it was big, so I don't know how, I mean, it was bigger, like, not huge, but yeah. I, I think it was pretty big for a cult. Yeah. It wasn't like our Children of Thunder, which was like four people, people for like a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in that month, in that month. A lot of shit A lot happened. of shit went down. If you guys have not listened to that one, go back. Yeah. That's towards the very beginning. Yeah. So this cult is called Buddha Field. It was also known as Aloha Yoga Kula. It's actually a new religious movement, also known as NRM. And NRM is a, quote, religious or spiritual group that has modern origins, but is peripheral to its society society's dominant religious culture. So that's what they were kind of categorized as NRM. Mm-hmm. Many for- former members describe it as a cult, though, and you'll know why in a minute. You shall see. It originated in the 1980s in Hollywood, which I, d- I don't know why, but I think the 80s are so I interesting. I, I love it so much. That's why as soon as I saw this one, I was like, Kel. And she sent it to me, <laughs> and I, was, I like clicked on it. I was like, yes, it's in the <laughs> 80s. We have to do yeah. it. Um, it seemed like your, quote, standard 80s Hollywood Hills hippie commune, and that was a quote from an Esquire magazine. But it was so much more. But it was more. <laughs> they recruited a lot through yoga studios, so that's kind of how they got their that's following. scary as fuck. Yup. People just trying to better themselves <laughs> through yoga, and you steal them for your cult. Ugh. Scary. So... Now I'm going to talk about the founder of this cult. His name was Jamie Gomez. He has a lot of names. Yes. Um, he was also known to members. I want to know how he got these names. I'm as, sure he came up with them on his own. Right? As but cult like, leaders why? do. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he was known as Michelle Andreas, the teacher, and the Ragey. He wa- uh, once wore nothing but a Speedo and eyeliner. <laughs> Another article says mascara. Apparently, he was huge into the eyeliner and mascara. Huge into makeup. Yeah. Yeah. He had very feminine features, though, that yeah. I think he he wanted to, like, accentuate. He, like, played on them. Yeah. yeah. He was a ballet dancer, and that is important for later, so keep that in mind. And he was also an extra in Rosemary's Baby. That is terrifying. Right? And we talked about that. We... Kelsey covered that. Yes. In our... Um, haunted Movie haunted Sets. Haunted Movie Sets episode. So That's when guys... I read that. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So if you guys haven't listened to our, like, Cursed Movie Sets episode yet, go back listen. and listen to that, and you will hear all about Rosemary's Baby. The fact that he was in that, though, like, creeps me the fuck out. Yeah. That's really strange. Okay. So, I'm going to talk a little bit about the belief system of this cult. So, it incorporates New Age beliefs. This is a quote from Wikipedia. New Age is a range of spiritual or religious practices and beliefs which rapidly grew in the the Western world during the 1970s. Hmm. 
This is another Wikipedia quote. Although analytically often considered to be religious, those involved in it typically prefer to be the designation of spiritual or mind-body-spirit and rarely use the term New Age themselves. So they just wanted their own, like, title, I guess, or to be in charge of that. Right. And it involves, like, your whole being. Right. It's not just, like... Like we'll a higher power it, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was very esoteric. So this is another quote um, from Austin Monthly, and it says, Promised its hundred followers salvation through exercise like cleansing therapy sessions and meditation. Even more, Michelle claimed to have a direct connection with God, which he referred to as the knowing. Mm. The fucking knowing. The this knowing. pisses me off so bad. The knowing. So I like the whole like cleansing therapy aspect and, and like I think, meditation. That's nice. And I but think that's what pulled people in. Yeah, is like just the healthy and yeah cleansing. Yeah, and, like yeah. That I mean, that is definitely a way to draw people in. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, this knowing is where Gomez promised his followers that he felt were ready to be shown God. So, he somehow was in charge of this, mm. showing them God. He was the designated God-shower. Right. He Yeah, he just gave himself that title. And, um, basically, a lot of his followers in the documentary said, you know, at first they were like, I was so confused, like, why I would come to him and say... I'm ready. Am I ready for the knowing? And mm-hmm. they would. He would say, "No, you're not ready yet." And like some other people who like weren't as dedicated or like into the cult as them would question why they didn't get to see the knowing or go to the knowing. Because it was a control yeah. thing, and he he was just picking and choosing whoever yeah. the fuck he felt like. It's just disgusting. Yeah. yeah. That, and that probably, whole thing. Like, how do you promise that to somebody? Yeah. They I'm, said that they were so drawn into it. Like, this is why I came here. I knew that there was a way. It was, like, basically people, like, questioning the world and why people were a certain way. And they were, like, there has to be an answer. Like, a deeper way of thinking. Yeah. yeah. And they were, like, when they came there and they said he's talked about this knowing, they were, like, this is it. Yeah. This is what I've been, like, waiting for. I'm in the right place. That was part of the manipulation, too, though, probably, and, like, the mind fuck of, I mean, why does this person get to know and I don't? Like, why does this person experience this and I don't? And he probably, like, I mean, this is just me, again, speaking. Yeah. From, like, speculating. He probably thrived on that, though. Yeah. 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 Like, that was his control. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Gomez considered himself God, and he had followers think of themselves as God as well, so that's kind of another thing that played into all of this, is that God-like complex. They were so, like, they were part of something so big and outside of the world. Right. And again, we've talked about this in other cult episodes where... There's certain people, types of people, that leaders like this prey upon Mm -hmm. and that are able to be kind of manipulated into a situation like this Mm -hmm. where literally this man is like, think of yourself as God. Yeah. So. It's disgusting. Yeah. His followers changed their names while part of Buddha Field. That was, like, a requirement. So that's literally... 
their identity being completely ripped from them, among yeah. other things. Which is part of it. Yeah. He would also claim to transfer power from his finger to his followers. He called this Shakti, which means power in Sanskrit. You guys need to fucking see a clip of this. It's the craziest, funniest thing I've ever witnessed. It literally... He looks... He Okay, so he's putting, like, his thumb on their forehead uh-huh. and shaking them so violently that I don't know... And these people are just taking it, like, with their mouths open, like, this is it. It's transferring to me. <laughs> it is the funniest thing I've ever seen in, like, the nicest way possible. Like, I'm sorry, but that was... I was crying whenever I watched it. They're, yeah. like, bent over backwards, and he's, like, shaking their heads. Oh it was God. so weird. As if, like, literally that much power was coming in through right, his Right, fr- from his measly little thumb. <laughs> yeah. so it also means transference of energy from master to disciple Hmm. interesting aggressive (laughs) very (laughs) fucking aggressive they shake an adult syndrome yes yeah (laughs) a holy scripture that gomez referred to for buddha field was the bhagavad gita one of the holy scriptures for hinduism Followers were to remain celibate, but as we've seen in other cults as well, Gomez allegedly had sex with many different followers, so he was an exception for the rule. And, like, apparently he would ask his followers, like, oh, like, they would have to go to therapy sessions with him. Mm -hmm. That was another thing. Mm -hmm. And he would ask them, like are you building relationships with anybody? And, like, one specific follower said, like, yes, I'm in love with this person. Like, I, I, I'm i in love with them. And he was like, no. Then he would cut it off. Yeah. yeah. You're not allowed to. Yeah. So that's, that, that seems to be a common theme with a lot of these cults is, like, either, and I'm not categorizing, I'm just saying, like, with the ones we've covered anyway, it seems to be a common theme mm-hmm. where either... Everyone has to be celibate, and only the leader can be having sex with all these people. Or everyone has to engage in all these sexual sexual acts, even with, like, people they don't want to. Even if they're married, they have to, like, go with whoever the leader says type of thing. Right, and be super open about it. Yeah. And, like, he was said to have been very childish when it came to talking about sexual things. Like, he would walk into a room and be like... Have you ever watched two people having sex and, like, start cracking up laughing and, like, mimicking, like, things that happen during sex? Like, making fun of it. Like, being very juvenile about it. Interesting. Like, he was trying to brainwash them to believe that it was stupid or, like, uh-huh. it wasn't worth it. Like, he was diminishing the passion behind of sex, it. yeah. Yeah. So, members were also... This is a, a strange one, but <laughs> obviously fed into something he enjoyed. Yeah. And he's the leader, so... Of course, everyone had to do it. Yeah. Members were to take ballet two to three days a week, and each practice for ballet was three to five hours long. That is insane, Yeah. And members literally would be expected to miss work to go to practice. And I had also read that they would prepare these elaborate ballet shows, like... Year, Intricate. Like a year to yeah, do it. like a whole performance with set design and lighting and all this stuff. And it would take them a year of practice and then they would perform it for like just the cult or 
it would never even happen. And they're yeah. like, we prepared all this for absolutely nothing. Yeah, literally, they would record it or do it, and nobody saw it. Yeah. Like, what? What? Yeah. In one interview, the one person said the one time they had this performance that they prepared for, like, two years. And then the either the second night of it or, like, the, the main night of it, something, whatever, never even happened. It just, it was, like, a whole waste of time. That's insane to me. Yeah. So, drugs and alcohol were banned, which I don't think is, like, a horrible thing. No. They even said that that was kind of, like... Helpful uh, for some people, probably. Yeah, it kind of, like, drew them in, like, this is mind, body, spirit. Like, uh-huh. I'm not touching anything that can alter my, you know, consciousness or anything like that. Right, like, you're, I'm like, fully present. Healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And hypnotherapy was also used weekly, Mm. which, mm, when it comes to a cult, I don't think is ever a good thing. No, I think it's bad. Yeah. According to Holy Hell Director, which we'll talk about Holy Hell later and what exactly it is, according to Holy Hell Director and follower, or Mm ex-follower, Will Allen, this is a quote from Esquire that Will said, Quote, a lot of the principles of the East versus West that we were doing, surrendering to the guru, dropping your ego, taking your shoes off before you walk into a room and leave the world behind, we didn't think of it as giving our power, we thought of it as empowering. And he also had a relationship with each one of us individually. He ended up getting everyone's power individually, one at a time. So, like, that just goes to show how it started and how it ended. Right. It started being something so powerful, and then it ended with, like, him taking your power. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, the way it was described of what it could have been, if Mm -hmm. there wasn't this, like, egocentric, narcissistic, sociopath, whatever, involved as, like, a leader in it, Mm -hmm. sounds like something that I would want to be part of. Right? Like, and that's... I'll talk a little bit more about it later, but that's one of the things that all of the followers that came out of it in the documentary said. They were like, we, it ended badly, but, like, we will do anything to get back that community of people we had. Those were the best friends I've ever had in my entire life, and we lived with them, and then when it ended, it's like your whole family died. Yeah. They were also emotional about it. So clearly there was a bond there of people helping people. Right. And doing things, like, selflessly. Yeah, and, like, the general concept behind it, like, dropping your ego and empowering yourself, mind, be- mind body, soul. Right, I'd be drawn to that. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's Sign their... Who wouldn't want to be able to do that, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I don't... For what he was promising them, but what they ultimately weren't given. Yeah. Like, what wasn't there to like about what he was enticing them with. I don't blame them. Yeah. So, some changes that happened in Budafield. Once the Waco siege happened, which we talked about in our episode 24 about the Branch Davidians. Go back to that if you don't know what we're referring to. Jamie Gomez began to become anxious and paranoid. This is according to a past follower that has come forward about his experiences named Will Allen. We mentioned Will Allen before. Will Allen spent half his life in the cult and left when he was 44 years old. Damn. Yeah. So he was like an intricate part of this 
whole thing. That's a long time of your life to be in that situation. Yeah. So Gomez, who, remember, is the leader of this whole thing, Mm -hmm. left for six months to try to find a new place for them. Does this sound familiar? Yeah, really. Yeah. He also started to get tons of plastic surgery done and recommended, quote-unquote recommended, Mm -hmm. female followers to get similar plastic surgeries done. That's just not right. No. And I feel like, like, they... Some of the followers said at first it was so, like, you were taught to be so open and accepting of your body and everything, and then it was like, but change this, change that, Mm -hmm. stay fit, don't get fat. Like, Mm -hmm. that was what they were taught. Yeah. I had read that he had one person, I believe it was a male, get, um, like, cheek implants done (sighs) to see what they would look like. Before he did it. Before, yeah. Yeah. That's fucked up. Like, what? That's fucked up. Like, alter your face so I could see if that's what I feel like doing to mine. Right, like, you're my... I don't care about you at all. Like, yeah. You do whatever I say. Yeah. Gomez began to have followers basically tell on each other throughout the process when things were getting, like, a little bit iffy. So, like, they were telling on each other. Which is another tactic of a cult yeah. leader. Yeah, yeah. They were to report the quote-unquote discretions within the group. Obviously, this was to gain control and cause a rift amongst the group and a common practice for cults, mm-hmm. as you've seen before. Mm-hmm. In 1992, Budafield moved from Hollywood to South Austin, Texas. Why do all the cults go to Texas? <laughs> oh, sorry, I just burped. <laughs> <laughs> I like Unavoid- laughed and burped unavoidable. at the same time. <laughs> Maybe he's like, we can be the next Waco. Right. A group of people packed up and moved to Barton Springs to follow Gomez. While located in Austin, the Budafield built a space called One World Theater by hand. That's insane to do, like, their ballet performances and stuff. And his followers said that, like, while they were in the process of building this, they would, like, do it all day long. And, like, they literally bring him out to be like, oh, like, what do you think? And he's like, no, take it down and build it over there. So it was just a fuckery. And they literally deconstructed this building that they built and moved it, like, 20 feet. It was, like, another mind game. What? Yeah. And then, like, would get pissed off to them being, like, why isn't this done yet? Like, what? Yeah, that's messed up. Crazy. That's messed up. There was, like, I had read, too, and I don't know if you saw this in the documentary. I didn't Mm -hmm. get to watch the documentary. But when they first went to Texas... There was this description in the one article of someone being, like, they literally, like, walked in hand in hand and, like, all, like, went into a river or something or, like, a body of water and they were, like, everyone was, like, what the fuck is this? Oh, my God. I'd be terrified. (laughs) Could you imagine, like, Red Rover coming at you? Ew. Red Rover, Red Rover, send Buddha field over. Oh my god, I would pee my pants. <laughs> and then all this mass of people come running towards you with all their lip injection, injections. Right? And-, and they they also, like, in the documentary, they, like, showed them, like, multiple occasions, like, running around and screaming and laughing and playing like kids. Uh. And seeing a full-blown adult do that, there's just something wrong. Like, I don't... It scared the crap out of me. <laughs> like, they're in the water, like, splashing each other, like, laughing. That might and, have like, been the day they moved to Texas. Dancing in the forest. I know. Yeah. 
So the venue, the One World Theater that they built, still stands in Texas, but it doesn't. There's no like affiliation with the cult there now, but mm. it, the building is still there. That we know of, right? So there are some allegations that happened within the cult. Allegedly, Gomez kept one follower from seeing her dad before he died. That is so fucked up. And she was actually in the documentary. She was basically like, I, my dad was dying and I booked flights and then canceled them and booked flights and canceled them. And I had to miss him die. That's so fucked up. He told another to get an abortion. She basically was in the cult, fell in love there, um, got pregnant, and he said, get an abortion or you leave the cult. Like, that's That was, like, a common thing with him, I read. Like, he would make women do that. Yeah. Like, that's your ultimatum. That's fucked up. And they were in this, remember, for, like, 20 years. It's not like it was a two-year thing. Right. And mind, body, soul, spiritual purposes. So... Children don't... What is more spiritual than creating a, a fucking human. human being with someone. Honestly. Yeah. He basically told her that there, there was religious reasons why he was trying to tell her to get an abortion. So that's how it, he kind of, like, like convinced her to do it. Yeah. Huh. Allegedly, again, members were not allowed to get information from things outside of this religi- religious group. One member said that to have gotten in trouble for having a TV. Basically, he bought the TV and he was, like, yelled at for it, like, like a kid. And he was like, I didn't know I had to come to you when I bought things. Like, I didn't know. Like, it was literally... That I had to get your approval. I wonder if he... Like, if they were even allowed to, like, read books outside of, like what he gave them right. or outside of I wonder if he wrote like made his own pamphlets and stuff for the for cult you know read. like we've read we've talked yeah. about in other cults yeah like wow. North Korea yeah seriously no for real though like it was like a completely communist cult yeah Jamie Gomez was said to have sexually abused his male followers that is so sad during hypnotherapy sessions, some have said that they expressed this to only have used it against them. So, like, one of his followers said that he would get them, you know, he would get him to do have sex with him. Mm-hmm. And he would say, like, do you want to do this? And the follower would say, like, no, like, I don't, I don't want this. And he was like, okay, now we have to travel back in hypnotherapy to figure out who has told you no in your life Mm -hmm. and where it came from. And he was like, I just didn't want to have sex with him. Yeah. Like, simple as that. And he made me believe that I had to. And that's, like, really fucked up that, like, in these quote-unquote therapy sessions, it's for you to, like, express things that are going on in your life and to, like, cope and heal so you can climb to this, like, higher mindset and higher place. And then anything that he, anything that they said that he didn't like, he would then use against them. And one of his male followers said that they had to pay $50, by the way, for each therapy session to him. And I'm sure the therapy sessions were recommended. Yeah. Yeah. And he said that basically every Monday for five years... He would go to this bullshit therapy session, be forced to have sex with him, and then pay him $50. And that was his routine every Monday for five years. What the fuck? Yeah. That is so sad. 
<sighs> that is so sad. Yeah. Um, so Gomez used the AIDS crisis actually to manipulate and frighten gay male followers to stay in the cult, or I even straight male followers. They said that like. They th- he threatened them saying, if you leave this cult, you'll get AIDS. Oh, my God. I don't even know how they convinced them of that That's one. That's so sad. That it's is horrible. so sad. It's horrible. And obviously, throughout this whole process, there was tons of gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Gomez was said to have been a master spinner. He would spin things around on followers. Shamer and manipulator, clearly. Yeah. Former members Chris Johnston, Julian Goldstein, Radia Gleis, and Alessandra Buranen say they were brainwashed by Gomez. Ugh. I feel like all these different processes we mess we've mentioned are forms of brainwashing. Yeah. Like and the manipulation of like even years and years of it. Yeah, and justifying an abortion through religious purposes or like even the the using as an like an aid Mm -hmm. like aids break like the aids crisis crisis as an excuse to like keep them there like that's all forms of brainwashing like the fact like that when the these people came to the realization that they had to leave like i can't even imagine like that's 20 years of their life life that they knew I've just been uh, yeah. like, and like I said, they didn't say it was like wasted. Like they built great relationships and right. friends, but like they did have a lot of bad things come out of it. Yeah. Wow. So Will Allen, who we mentioned before, and other former members describe Budafield as an emotional prison. <sighs> you can check out a written interview with some former members in the Esquire article in our resources. So now we're getting into some of the aftermath of all of this. Yeah. Gomez denied these allegations, which is why we've said allegedly <laughs> a million freaking times. No. Again, allegedly. He sent members to the debut of the documentary Holy Hell, who that we mentioned before, mm-hmm. to quote-unquote physically threaten ex-followers at this, like, premiere. That is so fucking manipulative. Yeah. In 2007, Gomez picked up and went to Hawaii. Some loyal supporters followed. Gomez made a statement regarding the film, Holy Hell. And this is a quote from Wiki. It is heartbreaking to see how history has been rewritten. Holy Hell is not a documentary. Rather, it is a work of fiction designed to create drama, fear, and persecution. That is what sells. I am saddened by this attempt to obscure the message of universal love and spiritual awakening. It is devastating to see these friends, who were once so filled with love for the world, become so angry. I wish them only the best and hold each one close to my heart. If any of my actions were a catalyst for their disharmony, I am truly sorry. May all beings find peace. Michelle. Ew. I feel like that whole thing is gaslighting in itself. Oh, 100%. And, like, making them feel like what they went through was not real. Yeah. Like, that he was, that that was all a lie. Like, yeah. their personal accounts were lies. Like, what? Yeah. And 
it'd be different if the whole message was universal love and spiritual awakening, but clearly it wasn't. It's not. It may have started that way. Right. And I'm sorry, but to call them friends, too, is so fucking manipulative. Mm -hmm. And, like, if that were the case and that was what it was about and they were friends, how would they all of a sudden all become, quote-unquote, angry and Mm -hmm. decide to, like, say this about the the cult. Yeah. Like, what would their purpose be for that? Common denominator Yeah, is him. It's it's just... That's just awful. Like, it's, again, him just trying to have the control of this whole thing and, like, to the point where he's controlling what they're allowed to feel. Yeah. And, like... Even outside of it, like, question things. Yeah, and what they experienced. Like, that's fucked up. So, Gomez is referred to as Reiji now, which means God King. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks in itself. Yeah. He teaches yoga in Lanikai Beach, and he's allegedly disbanded the Buddha field, but he still has followers, so... Yeah. Right at the end of the documentary... No. Documentary. <laughs> it's time to go to bed. Now, right at the end of the documentary, they said that there was, like... A hundred or so people following him, and they showed, like, a quick clip of, like, them all just, like, chilling on a beach. Interesting. Like, in a group of people with, like, him in the center of it all. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. And so, we've mentioned this film. There is a film about it. It's a documentary called Holy Hell. It was made in 2016, and it's about the Buddha Field cult, if you want to check it out. It's free on IMDb. And Amazon Prime, I believe it's on Amazon yeah, you Prime. Yeah, I think it's three ninety nine to rent. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's free on IMDb. Yeah, so check it out if you want to know a little more, like, in-depth detail. No, you guys actually have to because <laughs> to seeing, <laughs> seeing the things, you're just like, your jaw will drop. You're like, how the fuck <laughs> do, are people, like, at this level? Like, what, what kind of like, brainwashing has to happen for this to occur to people, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Well, they... And I'm not, like, blaming or judging them at all. Like, it's... They were manipulated. Yeah. And they're victims of it. Yeah. But, like, the fact that it even happens is just so fascinating to me. I want to watch it to watch the Shakti. You have to. I want to see his intensity. <laughs> oh my god! Of the it's so bad. They're like bent, like back bends. I'm like, what is going on right now? And they legitimately probably thought that much power was going into them, though. Mm-hmm. And like even the members that like were in the documentary, like talking about the truth, they were like, something happened to me that t- that day. Like something, like I saw light differently. I saw like, I don't know. Probably because they were actually believing what he was saying, though. Yeah. Like, if you're that in, if you're in that deep, it's kind of like something you're truly effect. believing in, exactly. Yeah. And to something you're truly, don't tell me that is a fucking spider on the pillow. It's either a spider near me on the pillow on the ground. It's either a spider or a fucking cave cricket, and it's huge. Where? Why the fuck? On the back of it. it. On the back of it. It just crawled around the back of it. I didn't see it. I'm. We're gonna. We're gonna stop now. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, that's the end of the Buddhafield cult. Insane. Yeah. 22 years long. Like, what? That's in... That's... 
And, like, a lot of it were, like, family members. Like, there was a sister and two brothers that were in the documentary. Because why wouldn't you trust your own family? Family. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's... The whole concept of cults are are so fascinating to me Mm -hmm. because it's, like... How do how do that many people get recruited? But then again, I guess it's like it starts. It's a, it's out, a religion, and this one made the most sense to me too. Like it starts out as something different, mm-hmm. and then it slowly turns Evolves. into something that you don't even realize at that point that you're in it. Right, and they prey upon the people that they know. Need they can connection. Right. Yeah. Right, and. I mean, when you think about it, too, like we've talked about in another episode, cults are just extreme versions of a religion mm-hmm. and, like, an extremist thing, usually run by, like, narcissists or sociopaths, mm-hmm. whatever. Both. And, yeah, when you think about, and I'm not comparing, I'm putting it out there, I'm not comparing a cult to, like, a, like, a, like, practicing religion. Right. Yeah. Or, like, a church. Yeah. But think of how many people, if you're Catholic or or any kind of religion, think mm-hmm. about how many people go to a church or a place of worship. Yeah. And that's a following in itself. That's a following in itself with people who are believing in something. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, the same really, type of thing, like but that. run by the wrong person. Right. It starts like that. You're believing that you're... You know, it's what you believe in, and it's right. how you feel, and then it turns into something cynical. Right. And it's giving you some kind of belief system or hope or community or something that you... You... It is a spider. It's a cave cricket. Oh, God. That you're, um... You, like, you are yearning for in life or feeling connected to in life. And you life. finally feel like you found what yeah. you've been looking for. And then to have that ripped away, like, I can't even imagine. Yeah. I'm always so insanely impressed, too, by the people who are able to fucking come out of it. Yeah. No, same. Because it must be so hard to... That's your comfortability. Yeah, and you have to literally reprogram your mind and everything from that. One woman said, she said, I left Budafield and had $45 in my bank account. Oh, my God. And didn't know, like, anything. Yeah. Like, I was, she was living with the cult for that long. Yeah, that's years of your life. That's insane. Wow. insane to me. Yeah. Wow. Let us know if you like cults or if you have any suggestions of other ones that you found very interesting um, and we can cover them. Yeah, for sure. We need to incorporate more of these in once in a while because yeah. it's been a while now since we have. It has, yeah. yeah. All right. That's it. Yep. We'll Until talk to you next week. week. Bye. Bye. regarding this case and our resources follow us at crime cults and coffee on instagram and facebook